Scott Ramage. We have a special edition episode for you today. We're going to look at the coach's view uh, using Level Method and how it has improved or influenced them in their coaching careers. Uh, today, I have Kelsey and I have Aaron joining us. Welcome to the show, you two ladies. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> really, really exciting to have both of you. So first of all, um, Kelsey, why don't you just go ahead and tell us where you, where you coach and just a real quick background on how long you've been doing it and your experience. Okay. So I'm in, uh, I actually live in Portland, Tennessee, but I coach at CrossFit Gallatin, which is about 30 minutes away from where we live. Um, so we're just outside of Nashville. I've been coaching at CrossFit Gallatin. I guess it'll be two years next month is when I technically started my internship. So I will have been there for two years um, and we've been using level method, I think for a year and a half. So have some really good insight of how it was going from being a brand new coach, brand new to the CrossFit world. I'd never stepped into a CrossFit gym before. The first time I did, I was asking if I could become a coach. So um, just over two years, I've been coaching CrossFit. Oh, that's exciting. And that's actually going to give us some really great conversation mm -hmm. piece coming in extremely fresh like mm -hmm. six months of CrossFit coaching yeah. <laughs> and then along comes level meth method, which is a whole new thing of itself. Mm -hmm. How about you, Aaron? Why don't you give us a quick intro? Sure. Um, I live in Stockholm, Sweden, and I coach at CrossFit Sikla and CrossFit Medis. And I just started full-time in July. Um, after I've doing, been doing CrossFit for five years and competed and then started coaching about two years ago at a different gym. I did my level one about two and a half years ago and then did level two. And I was at uh, a different gym in Stockholm and then was looking for somewhere else because I didn't, the coaching, they didn't really value our coaching. Um, and I'm a qualified teacher. So I went over to CrossFit Mades and then they opened CrossFit Cicla and they had been using level method already when I came over there. So I went from coaching at a normal CrossFit gym to coaching at a level method gym. Oh, this is good. This is, th that's going to be a really great, uh, way to have this conversation with kind of your both of your coming in at different places and let's see um Gallatin in Tennessee has been on for about two and a half years or mm -hmm. a, a year and a half Sorry. I think so yeah yeah mm -hmm. about a year and a half um I remember my very first talk, talk with the owner John mm -hmm. um but first of all for both of you I want you to know you have incredible incredible leadership um mm -hmm. John at Cross, CrossFit Gallatin and then Oscar and Calais, is it Carl, however you want to say it, at yeah. uh, um, Medis and Sikla. I don't know if I pronounced that right, <laughs> but um, they've been in uh, that, those, this Medis has been in with level method for over two years. So they're, they're very, uh, very adept to it. So first of all, um, Kelsey, so what was your first thinking or, or what was going through your head when John told you about level method? I was so excited because come like I came from the Olympic weightlifting world. So coming to CrossFit, there were so many different movements. There was like, I was super overwhelmed when I first came and uh -oh, you know, we would have new people join. And I remember vividly, I remember vividly texting John uh, how do I scale this for these people? What's going to be most appropriate for them? So when he kind of brought up the idea of level method, uh, I thought it was awesome. Super good. Okay. So for you, it was like, I've got all these things. I don't know. 
yeah experience doing and this is going to bring it in line with me um mm-hmm. about you Aaron when you first were introduced to level method you did have CrossFit experience so mm-hmm. what was your thinking um I thought it was really cool especially from a coach's standpoint because at the other gym I was coaching at it would be new people all the time they didn't really value class coaching they had a lot of open gym and people could just do whatever they wanted all the time and they had this like fitness pass thing where people could just drop into class whenever with no experience and so I never knew who could do what and who could should do what and how much weight they should do and how to do like I spent lots of time getting to know people every single class and then when I started coaching with level method people just kind of knew what they should do or if I didn't know them it was easier for me to point at like can you do this okay cool then you do this one so it just made everything faster and easier and people did things correctly. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so you come from a, a completely different environment, coaching environment, where coaching was more obviously hands-off and the members weren't really uh, taught to, in, to engage with the coach or appreciate what the coach was saying, it sounds like. No, I mean, the I noticed that the people I coached really appreciated what I was doing, but it wasn't really the culture at the gym group classes weren't really the main thing. It was like, we're a CrossFit gym. We have group classes, but you can also do anything else you want. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So let's talk about the initial, um, if that gets you to think back that far, the initial, uh, e-learning you guys would go through the e-learning, which is between, depending on which version you did, the first version I'm, you may have both done was almost six hours long. Um, the newest version is four. And I, I get a lot of feedback from, um, owners and that are like, I'm not sure my coach is going to be thrilled about doing that. So I want to get here exactly from you guys. We'll start with you, uh, Kelsey, what you thought of the e-learning and your, your process through that. Uh, well, I loved it. I'm a very visual learner. I'm a hands-on learner. Um, I also think it helped because I was in college at the time. So just adding more learning online, that was very easy for me to do. Um, it was outstanding. It was a long time. John kept me really accountable, you know, all right, let's get this part done by this time. And he was going through it at the same time. So for a leader to also be going through that as the same time that I was, that was invaluable for me. And I I loved every single part of the e-learning. At Level Method, we're constantly searching for ways to make your life as a gym owner easier. And that's why we created our social media service that makes you look like you're putting in tons of hours or paying someone an arm and a leg. Get six professional themed text and image posts each week, four weeks at a time. Check out levelmethod.com social for more info. So that's, a, that's definitely an approach some gyms take going through at the same time as their coaches go through it. So did you guys have a lot of opportunity to talk back and forth and, and discuss what was going on or you did? Okay. Yeah, we, we discussed um, after each part and then we also did testing together. So that was also really, <laughs> really interesting the first time around, just trying to figure it out, but going through that and then talking about each thing. I mean, that was super helpful while going through it. I want to read, I want to, I want to get back to that in a moment. So don't let me forget mm-hmm. that, but I, I do want to okay. discuss that. Aaron, for you, um, how was the e-learning for you? Um, to be honest with you, it didn't take me all four to six hours. A lot of it, because I have experience with movements and CrossFit, I didn't really need to watch every video all the way through and like read everything super carefully. It's a lot of like learning on the job, but 
for me, it was because I know most of the standards for most of the movements and I understood what was on the map for the most part. And I understand training philosophies. It didn't, it, it wasn't a super long learning curve time commitment, to be honest with you. Like it was very helpful and it's good to go back and um, to look it up, but it is really, it's, I'm struggling. I speak Swedish a lot at work. It's really, it's almost self-evident. A lot of the stuff, if you have experience with the movements. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I was going to comment. Is English your first language or Swedish yeah. your first English? No, no. Language? I'm from Pennsylvania, but I'm going to say because your, your English is ridiculously good. I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, no. I'm American. I it's I just, I spend most of my days speaking Swedish and I coach in Swedish. So it's, yeah. I forget English words a lot. <laughs> That's incredible. But I, I do like, now this is a completely different perspective. And I, I really value that, that you, Hey, I knew most of this stuff. And a lot of people say that when they go through the e-learning is like, this is really just foundational stuff. Um, but then there's also these pieces in there that are must knows. So you actually know how to read the map and you know how to assess people. So um, I, I love the the perspective that, Hey, it's not that much. It, it, you can, you can speed through, Hey, there's this, there's this really cool option where you can speed up the, the, the video, um, to one and a half to two, and it, you know, it reduces the time of learning that much. And so, um, I always try and tell people about that. It's like, you don't have to watch it in single speed. If this is new to you or not new to you, like go through it. But, um, so Kelsey, you did your assessments with John, and, um, I, I, I talked to Jim's new Jim's coming on a lot about like, if you can, can make that happen. Mm -hmm. If you can put people in pairs or working together, go through those assessments, please do it. What's your reasoning and why was that powerful for you? Well, I was super when we, when John introduced level method to our gym, I was the only other coach besides John. So it was very feasible for us to go through it together since it was just the two of us, um, but I think that's why sometimes, you know, if coaches give pushback on something new coming, like we had a lot of members, not a lot, but give some pushback on introducing level method to the gym, you know, oh, I've been doing CrossFit five, 10 years. Why are we doing this new thing? So to actually go through it with John, for me, not only was I new to coaching, but that was really powerful. I was like, oh, if he's all in with this, then I'm hundred percent going to be all in. So that was super powerful to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron, did you, when did you first do your assessment? I, I imagine you came in and you're like, okay, I, I get it. I know everything everywhere where I fit, but did you ever officially go through the process yourself? Yeah. So I went through, I, I kind of matched up uh, most of the levels with things that I had done recently. Like I knew I had maxed out my handstand pushups recently. So I could just put that as my level. Um, but we had our coach that's responsible for coach development go through a couple of the tests with me when I started. So we have like an onboarding process for new coaches. Um, so I did a few that I hadn't done recently. And most of the, most of them, I was able to kind of update myself because a lot of them are movements that we do anyway, like one rep max front squat. Right. Um, but I did go through the ones that I hadn't tested before. And then we actually soon after I started, like three weeks after we had a testing period in the gym. So I just joined some of the classes as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, both of your gyms, um, if, I if I'm remembering correctly, I know um, Aaron's, you guys use the level method programming. Uh, Kelsey, do you guys use the level method programming? Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about that and how that's influenced your coaching 
uh, either positive, negative, whatever you want to say. We'll start with you. Uh, we'll start with you, Aaron. Okay. Um, I actually, back in June, when I started working full time, I took over being responsible for programming. And because our classes are 50 minutes long, we have to adjust level methods programming to fit our time period. Um, so I, for the last three, four months, I've been responsible for taking the session plans and adjusting them to fit 50 minutes and making sure that they can fit in our gym um, and looking over, like we, we do some adjustments with different levels, like some substitutions. We only have one GHD, for example. So we go and like substitute for running and stuff like that. Um, so it's been really cool to have that experience with adjusting programming and reading, you know, the, the thoughts behind it. Um, it's also made everything really consistent. So we don't, I don't, I used to have like an A, B and a C and that was it. And I had to make up my own warm up and my own progressions and my own teaching. And it would take me 15, 20 minutes plus to get ready for every class. But then with the session plans, I could just read it. I don't know, but I mean, I'm a teacher, but I could read it five to 10 minutes beforehand and just go in and coach and know that everybody else was going to do the same thing. So it was a lot more standardized and better for all the other coaches as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I didn't actually realize that you were in charge of programming for there. So that's really cool. Um, I've actually visited uh, Medice in um, probably a year and a half ago, two years ago, uh, when we were in Stockholm. And um, I was incredibly impressed with the coaching. It was uh, consistent. You guys had a mini map next to your TV. Mm -hmm. uh, the, and, and that was like this really cool coaching, like the symmetry, the coach was like talk, showing here and then going and showing on the map. And it was just, it, the flow was really cool. Did you guys set up the same setup in the new gym? Yeah, we, um, it's finally like everything set up now. We just had a whiteboard for a while where we had to write everything on the whiteboard. Oh. So a lot of writing. Um, but now we have a whiteboard that we do notes. We have a big screen and then there's a mini map right under the screen. So it's yeah. all just really easy. And a lot of our members at Sickle are really new. So we have to explain a lot of stuff to them, but it's really easy because they just come in and it's like, here's the map. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I, I've been extremely impressed with how operations, the coaching, the process, uh, you know, the onboarding process for members and mm -hmm. for coaches at yeah. that facility have been pretty, pretty amazing. It's a bigger place. And also I love that you brought up substitutions for, for programming. Cause that's a big question. I get a lot when people are asking about, you know, if, if they're going to use level method, um, the, the, um, they're like, well, we only have one GHD or we can't run. It's snowing outside. Like it does in Sweden in the yeah. winter. Um, and so how has that been for you doing those substitutions? And like, I know Maurice has a very unique, uh, it's like an old bomb shelter. So it's got these big doors and separate rooms and it's a little underground. So yep. it's not like super, just go run outside. So how has it been? Uh, how's it been for you adjusting? Um, well, recently, actually, especially with Corona, we've had to change some things because we also don't have one rower for every member and we don't have one right. bike for every member. So we, when I took over, I was trying to be a bit more creative with the running substitutions because before it would just be like, I don't know, they, they weren't very good, <laughs> to be honest with you. But so a lot of the time I'll substitute a machine because I know that we have enough that we can put that in. Right. We'll do like, and I've, we've discussed a lot of creative options, like low box step ups for running. We've, I've looked up lots of different things like um, med ball throws for GHDs. Um, we're starting to talk about new substitutions like side, lateral hops over the bar for running. 
Um, there's been a lot of like single letters for running but that we've kind of phased that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love this conversation because um, what I do tell people is that the level method programming page has a lot of this conversation going on. And now I'm realizing that I need to get you more involved in that because you have some <laughs> excellent ideas. You just, you just volunteered yourself for something there. Um, sure, I think it's really fun. I love creative solutions and substitutions and finding things that fit with other things. Yeah, and some um, people don't. So it's really cool to have this legion of people putting stuff in and, and um, talking through it. So what were you gonna say? Keep going. Uh, oh, no, I, yeah, that's mostly it. There's like, we can, we can get there. Yeah. I have thoughts about things on the map as well, but we can get into that later. Yeah. 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 So Kelsey, um, as far as programming, do you guys stick 100% to it? Do you change it? What happens at Gallup? Um, well, our classes, well, they're an hour long. So typically we get through everything, which is really good. Um, sometimes depending on classes, we have some chattier classes than others. So sometimes oh, yeah. warm ups are cut a little short, um, just based on the class. But other than that, I mean, our members are on top of it when it comes to programming. Programming's on top of the screen. People are walking over to the map, making sure they're where they need to be. We're good to go. Um, the, the coaching notes have been invaluable. We have more coaches now. We have two other coaches. So the consistency across the coaching board has been outstanding because before when like John was just doing the programming, I was constantly blowing up his phone. Well, what do you mean by this? What is this movement? What, what, what does this mean? And he was probably like, oh my gosh, this girl won't leave me alone. So that's been invaluable, the coaching notes. And then also the Facebook group, just like you guys were talking about, we don't have any GHDs. We don't have ski ergs. We don't have a lot of um, the stuff that typically comes up in programming. Um, so I love utilizing the Facebook group and just searching whatever sub we're talking about that day and then also changing it up um, for different movements. So the level method group has been also invaluable and that in turn helps us coaches to deliver better programming and coaching to our members. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's um, a good point. I, I, I do tell people to tune into that resource because um, a lot of conversation has happened in the past. Like someone's like, we don't have sleds. There was sleds one time. We don't have sleds. Mm -hmm. I saw like five amazing um, opportunities for replacements that I'd never even thought of before. I'm like, well, I've never even seen that before. That's incredible. <laughs> um, so it's been, it's been a really cool resource. So let's just talk open, you know, openly about how level method has helped you has helped yeah, in coaching specifically, how it's helped your members. Um, let's just freeform whatever you guys want to say. And Aaron, do you have any thoughts on anything you want to share in that regard? Yeah, I mean, it's been really helpful both in group classes and with personal training because uh, like even if, if you look at like one day's, like the programming's really helped as well because it's got weights for different things. And even sometimes members will go in between a level or they'll mix a level up or they'll, you know, they're really strong in deadlifts, but they're not so strong in push-ups. So they'll do a heavy deadlift and a lighter push-up. And we've been like, that's been really helpful with my personal training clients to get them to understand that. Um, but also for me to program for personal training clients, knowing where they're at on the map or doing some kind of like using the map in order to do programming and seeing like where they could be, where they should be, how to build a workout, how to build, you know, an amount of reps or what kind of weight they should be landing at, et cetera. 
And also things like I wouldn't have thought necessarily about testing eight rep max and then five rep max and then three rep max and then one rep max before looking at that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's more, um, it's more appropriate for people who haven't learned to hold such a high load is to not go to those lower reps, but it's always been a standard. I know when I owned my gym, uh, you know, the one rep max was like the standard in everything, whether it was the right or wrong thing. It's just what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this kind of opened my, my mind to how much more appropriate it is to not always be doing that with newbies. It's a great opportunity <laughs> for injury. Um, <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's been a new, uh, a, a really good like guideline mm-hmm. for, for experienced coaches and new coaches alike. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We need to, we just need to be working on an eight rep max or, or a five. How about you, Kelsey? Uh, it's same exact thing with the personal training. One of my favorite personal training clients in the world, her and her husband just joined the gym after we did PT for a while. And she was like, I kind of want to do that map thing. And I was like, let's do the map thing. And then she was like, Oh, I want to do classes now. And I was like, perfect. Let's get you signed up and just joining in gym classes now. Um, but also, uh, my soccer girls, I have eight high school soccer athletes and I'm doing their off season strength training right now. And they came in and they were like, all right, one rep maxes. And I'm like, Nope, (laughs) we, you guys can't even do an air squat. So go like just experiencing the level method for over a year and learning new things each and every time that I coach has made me a better coach for my high school girls. Um, and the same thing, it's also, you know, the coach's view and level method and seeing where everybody's levels are at. I just had a jump rope clinic because we have like 32 people in yellow and orange for jump rope. So I called every, I I didn't call everybody out, but I listed everybody's names and I was like, Hey, you, this is why your overall level isn't going up. So we're having a jump rope clinic on Saturday. Here you go. Boom. And, uh, we had, I think we had eight or nine people come out. So that also has helped not only increase revenue for the gym, but also help those people as well. And I was able to give them more progressions to increase that low level. Yeah. I love those, uh, in the app where you can read, Yep. Hey, this is how many people are, especially things like who's really close to getting their double unders, but haven't, and you can do a clinic just for them, or who's really close to getting their first, um, their seven strict pull-ups or four strict Mm -hmm. pull-ups, whatever it is. Let's work with them because they probably want to learn how to kip and we want Mm -hmm. to get them to that place. So it's been really powerful, but you did say something that might scare people. Um, and, and because level method is really, really powerful for leading Mm -hmm. people into, into uh, personal training. You Mm -hmm. just said I had personal training clients and now they want to go to class (laughs) training. So speak to me about that because there's probably coaches going on. So I'm going to lose revenue. Thank you. (laughs) No, we had, um, her name was Jennifer and her husband, John was actually training with John and Jennifer's goal. She came to me, I guess she was five or six months after she had her baby. So she just wanted to put on muscle max. So we were just doing bodybuilding. We weren't doing any conditioning, nothing. She wanted to get strong again and then eventually do some sort of conditioning. So when she found out about the map, I mean, that was our conversation piece a lot of the time. So we still one-on-one went through uh, all the different testing. And then after that, her goal shifted, which in turn is why group classes were then such a great option for her. 
Um, and John's been really good every month or, or every week, actually, I go through everybody's level, see where their weakest are and kind of during class after class, I'm like, Hey, let's talk about maybe one sessions of 30 minutes options like that. So level method, obviously you're not going to lose your personal training clients, but it's a great way to say, Hey, this is where you're really weak. Let's get a game plan together to kind of work on those weaknesses to bump you up. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and also if you're working with a personal training client, you can't always assume that they always want to be a personal training client mm -hmm. and vice versa. I think it's really exactly. dangerous. People like someone's in a class, they never want to be PT. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want to elevate somebody's skill, you know, that PT is the fastest way to do it. Mm -hmm. And, and this draws that out. It's very easy to identify. Like if you work with me, we can get that front squat up to where you want it to be. Like, I, you know, mm -hmm. those, or we can get a lot closer. Um, Aaron, any thoughts about any of that? Yeah. I mean, it helps both. I've actually never had someone go from just being personal training to group. Like, they're not like, Ooh, I want to do that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, in, and I think it comes partially from my attitude that I think group training actually is our worst quality product. Like right. personal training is actually our highest quality product. Group mm -hmm. training is just doing what we could do in personal training with a lot of people. And so when they're in group class, yeah, level method helps them be better than just like the masses doing some whatever program. But the next step further, like, cause I have a client now that I do the daily programming with in personal training and they get so much more challenge out of it. We can mix up the levels. We can level up every time we can see what the progression is. Um, and it, it helps me to sell more personal training. Also, like when we have development talks, we can check to see what their strengths are. It means we don't have to necessarily, we don't have to pinpoint their weaknesses. I have one client that can't get a pull-up and she doesn't want to work on it. She doesn't care. She wants to get stronger because she's strong. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to see that blue and be like, that's what defines me. She wants to see her brown and black and get yeah. stronger. Yeah. I, li I like that. I, I, sometimes we focus so much on a, the overall level. We forget that there's people who just want to be strong or they just mm -hmm. want to be gymnasty. And you can still just use those levels to pinpoint where you're at. Another thing that you said, is, is interesting because it's the only way I've ever used level method because I used to own my CrossFit gym, but I, I sold it before I got involved with level method. So I've used level method for personal training only. And mm. I actually, <laughs> actually did the programming with them, but it, but it was so fun because like you said, they might be brown in their deadlift, yellow in their upper body push and blue in their, like their overall, let's say their, um, their ventilation. And that's what the whole workout is about. And they, they're doing this extremely, extremely personalized workout. Of course, you know, you have one person there working with you and there's a ton of value there. The other thing that I absolutely love is putting someone through the assessments in a one-on-one -on -one scenario. Um, mm -hmm. And so you guys have done group assessments and one-on-one -on -one assessments. Let's talk a little bit about those, um, your experience with that. Oh, uh, well, we do our one-on-one -on -one assessments with our onboarding process. So that's incredible, obviously, because it's just you and the client. Um, we've done, I guess, two assessments within the gym and everybody's kind of together. And this past time, we actually had it where in the month of October, any member that wanted to, they could bring a friend for free while we were testing. And so that was... That was, well, and it's funny. I mean, not a ton of people came, but it was really cool to see this very experienced member 
guiding this new person like I mean they would just like look at the map and be like holy cow what is going on but for that person to explain to them like no here's the double white lines we have eight reps first and then we have five reps to see that conversation sparking and to have that new member already have kind of a buddy in the class that was really cool to see now Aaron I don't know how big your guys's gym is but our classes I'd say we probably average like seven six to seven people. So it hasn't really been quote unquote chaotic. It works very well for us in a group setting as well. But I also think that's because we don't have a ton of people in class. Um, I like the group assessments because when someone's going for like a deadlift PR or something, it's really cool to see everyone get super excited for them. Um, That's the coolest thing to me. But I think one-on-one assessment going through it is crucial. Isn't when there's fun? a new person joining yeah. the gym. Crucial, very crucial. Yeah. I, think no, I agree. We haven't always been super, like, especially with our new gym with Cicla, we haven't been super, super strict when people have signed up, but they have to do personal training. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's been like, we normally have that. But I think when they first sign people up, like when we were first getting the gym going, they just were like, get in, come on, yeah. go test yeah. it. Right. And then it was those people that didn't have a clue what was going on yeah. <laughs> when it was testing classes. We also had a cap of 12 people at that time mm-hmm. so and a brand new full-time coach. So it, mm-hmm. it was a bit chaotic. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It just mm-hmm. needs to be. Well, I think this is a, I think this is a really valuable conversation because I've talked with a lot of gyms um, of varying sizes and the ones with large classes, let's, let's just keep this pre COVID the ones with large classes had to re most of them had to revamp how they did assessments a lot to like what you were saying kelsey they're either like you know putting them into groups or or having extra coaches which is a lot of what a lot of them do or they just do like one test a day as like their their first part of the day and then they go ahead and do a regular workout the second part depending on what Mm -hmm. the test is so that they can so like have so much more control and manage that, that group. They're not taking, they're not biting off so much to chew. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to, you know, in with level method, the, when you're doing group assessments, there's m- way more than one way to skin that cat. You mm-hmm. really have to be specific into what's going to work. Like you said, with Sikla, it's like all these new people that were just kind of thrown in and they're learning as they go, heck yeah, that's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be mm-hmm. really tough. Yeah, but it's really important to understand that gym gyms coming in have all these different systems and processes, and you never know how they're looking at it. So we got to look at all sides. It's, it would be stupid not to address all sides of here, here's where some of the tougher things are with with level mes- method assessments. So I, I like that perspective. So we just have a few minutes left. So if um, Kelsey, go ahead and share anything else that you might want to share or talk about that what might be helpful to. Um, new coaches coming on or, or to coaches looking at level method and not quite sure if they're buying into it at, like, like their owner is? Mm-hmm. I think it's super, if you've never coached a group class before, I mean, you have the coaching notes, you have the outline of the class, you have links to certain movements, certain warmups, if you have no clue what they are. Um, so a lot, I mean, I say this all the time, especially we had a newer coach and she was trying to, you know, learn everything. And I was like, if you read it, you you know what you have to coach for the day. If you say it with confidence and do it with confidence, you will be fine. You will be absolutely fine. So she's done, seeing her come into coaching through the level method has been outstanding. 
The coaching notes are there for you. The progressions are there for you. The map is amazing. Um, but I also think it's very important to go through testing yourself so yeah. that you in turn can tell people what it's supposed to feel like, why we can't just go to a one rep max if you can't even do three reps at the weight before that. So I think it's very important to go through testing, um, to be open to change. I know people don't like to change, uh, <laughs> be open to change. And then also just immerse yourself in learning because the level method has outstanding resources. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Aaron, and then I have, go ahead and share. And then I have one more question to ask you guys. Sure. Um, I just would ask what someone's motivation was for not wanting to do it because it's <laughs> kind of like a hand. No, but honestly, like coming from, I was like in the classic CrossFit, like competitors world in a different gym. And I honestly don't know why a coach especially would push back from wanting to implement it unless it meant for them, their own ego, that they wouldn't be as high of a level because they can't do a level before, like they sped right to Diane without doing lots of push-ups, for example. Right. Like, unless it, it was that that was holding the back, I honestly don't know what the argument against using it as a coach is because it's a hand-delivered tool to help you scale things and help everybody. That's, that's perfect. And that actually drives exactly into the thing I wanted to wrap up with was, um, we've got some objections that I have heard is one, if you got this programming where everyone's doing these different movements, how do you manage it? Because it's a lot of movements. That's impossible to run a class with all these different movements going on. It's impossible to run a class when people can't do different, like it's like, okay, we're doing hang power cleans at 60 and 43. And then you're going to do double unders and toast to bar. That's impossible. When you have people, they're like, well, I can't do a toast to bar. What do I do now? Right. I don't know what a hang power clean is. Right. I can't do, I can't jump rope. And then all of a sudden you have to think of 50,000 things in your head. And like, how do you manage a class that way? So you're saying it actually simplifies. It's the yeah. opposite of what people think. Yeah. 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 And then Kelsey, I've had people tell me um, the other objection is if <laughs> I'm going to let you guys run with this because I'm pretty passionate about it, but um, people told <laughs> me if you take away my, that I'm the one in control of everybody's modifications, what's my job? We're, we're going to go there because I do get asked this a lot. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, I yes. just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the, the objection is, and this is real. And so we have to, we have to address this because it's real. Coaches yeah. say, if you take, uh, like if during class, I'm not telling people what they're doing for their weights, for the workouts, what am I going to do? That's literally a, an objection I've had multiple times from coaches. So I just want to hear from you guys what you think about that. Um, well, I've, okay. So I've been to gyms where it's, here's the workout three, two, one, go. No explaining what a snatch is. No explaining what a toes to bar is. No explaining go. And the new people are like, holy cow, what did we just get ourselves into? Now, as a coach, my, my main job when people come to class is to coach them properly on technique make sure that they're moving well. And when they come to the gym, my, my job is to fill their cup so that they can go out, be the best mom they can be, be the best boss they can be, whatever. The level method, I mean, has taken away all the stress for me. This is what everyone should be doing. Okay, we're still kind of in the middle of orange and blue. Great. Let's kind of find something in the middle. Let's lower the weight. Let's up the weight. So I've never thought of that response 
to uh, the level method, but. <laughs> well, I just, I just, I had to ask it because it's come yeah. up so many times yeah. and objections from coaches. And so um, Aaron, do you have anything to add to that? Cause you just have a look of bewilderment <laughs> on your face. Like, that's how I feel too. Just so you know, it's very similar to my feeling. <laughs> okay. If they want to have control over modifying though, then you can still make different decisions if you want to. Like level meth can be used as a really good guideline right. for scaling stuff. Yeah, okay. So blue members are supposed to do jumping chest to bar pull-ups, but it's a lot of volume and there's a few people that can do banded pull-ups. Let them do banded pull-ups. Like you're an adult, you can make decisions. Your hands aren't tied by the system. It's a suggestion and it's really, really helpful suggestion. Right. Mm -hmm. But also what is your can you define your job then if you think your job is only to modify movements? If you want to join the best coaches and owners in the world, you have to check out levelmethod.com. We help gyms all over the world run a more professional and profitable business, stand out from the crowded market, and keep their members engaged, safe, and progressing for longer. Join the Legion and make fitness great again. Go to levelmethod.com. Exactly. Well, and I think Erin hit it on the head. She's like, we're looking, we're refining movement. We're, we're, we're getting mm -hmm. it down to better movement, you know, and we're filling their cup emotionally as well, which is a big deal. But um, yeah, I, I just, I just needed someone else to say it other than me. <laughs> it's, it's so common. Um, it really surprises me. And, and my response, usually, mm -hmm. man, if that's what your coach thinks, I'm maybe you need to reevaluate whether they're a coach for you or not. And that's pretty, in, in, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty harsh statement, but really coaching should never just be all I'm doing is modifying movement. You need a 95 and you need 45. And mm -hmm. oh, I think you how should. How do they know all that? If they right. think that's the only job, how do they know what people need? Because then they wouldn't be getting to know the members because their right. job is to know what weights they need. Right. How would they know what weights they need? I kind of feel like level method actually opens up your bandwidth for more important, mm -hmm. higher level things personally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, okay. Well, I think, well, really quick, what Aaron said earlier about ego, I think that's very, very, <laughs> very big. And I think, you know, I'm very thankful that we implemented level method kind of right when I started, especially coming from a, a, a weightlifting background and not a CrossFit background. I was very bad at everything CrossFit. Very, very bad. I wasn't that high up on the map. Now, obviously with time, all that's increased, but I also think too, you know, I wasn't like, oh, well, my Fran time is 225. So I don't have to test it. You know, I tested it three years ago. That's my time. So I think that ego also is a very big thing with coaches, especially too, and maybe not wanting to implement something that will actually kind of be like, no, this is really, I mean, this is your fitness level. Yeah. So I think that's very big too. And a good analogy that um, one of the owners, Sean, came up with was he said, um, you know, level method is a tool for you to see where you're at in your fitness journey. Just like a scale is a tool to see where you're at in your weight, in your, in your overall health. So you can't, um, you, you, you need to know where you are at now, because I, I may have weighed 125 on the scale four years ago, mm -hmm. but that no, has no reflection on where I'm at now. And I think that's a, you know, that is hard for some coaches who live in the glory days of when all they were doing was training. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I were to put all my PRs in level method, um, I would feel, I would be, feel pretty great about showing everybody my level. Um, but, but that's not real. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not a true judge of where I'm at mm -hmm. now in my health journeys in fitness journey. So mm -hmm. 
Any, any uh, last thoughts before we close this out? No, I'm just, I'm really glad it's a thing. <laughs> like it's, it's just, <laughs> honestly, it's helped so much with programming group classes and it makes people appreciate coaching even more. And it's helped us to, I also, the, I was reflecting on this earlier, like the progressions toward a pull-up and the progressions towards push-ups. It's like, I have a lot of people that are working towards a pull-up and we can see small steps instead of being like, well, I can't do a pull-up. I still can't do a pull-up. I still can't do a pull-up. Like you have ways of showing progress, even if you're not there yet. And it's, yeah. that's so helpful. Yeah, that's powerful. That is powerful. I, I use the analogy that's maybe a, a little more extreme is I want to do a, a, a muscle up, a ring muscle up. I'm like, well, there's a lot of steps before that, but now you, at least you have the roadmap to it. So, you know, it's where reality and then goal setting come to put, come together and then you can chip your way to those uh, ring muscle ups, <laughs> which are really hard. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, ladies, thank you very much. This was extremely valuable and I know anybody that listens to this will really enjoy it. Uh, listeners, thank you very much for checking out this episode of Gym Mastery Podcast. I am Scott. And uh, you, you should know that by now you're listening, but um, hit that subscribe button if you want to continue to hear more about great practices in coaching, hit that subscribe button. We have a podcast come out every week. And if you need to know more about Level Method or want to know more about Level Method, it's super simple. Levelmethod.com. Click on the links, watch quick videos and set up a call with me or another person on the team to get a nice peek under the hood of what Level Method is. 